Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this broadcast of the Hot Rod Bible Study. Tonight we are continuing our um, study in the book of Ecclesiastes. Again, uh, why did God have Solomon write the book of Ecclesiastes? Well, it's pretty much to address the vanity, if you will, the word that Solomon uses a lot in here, of um, trusting in the world, of uh, trusting in things under the sun, the wisdom of the world. And Solomon was pretty well chosen for this because here he was, uh, arguably the wisest man to ever walk the earth, and yet he did some awfully silly things by following uh, the wisdom of the world. So we're continuing on with that this evening. Again, chapter 9, uh, the book contains 12 chapters, so we won't be long uh, in Ecclesiastes yet. We're not long for it. Then we're going on to the book of Acts after that, and I think you'll find that most interesting. With that, please join me in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time we get to share together. We thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts and minds to your word, and that uh, we can find this useful and also pleasing in your sight. Lord, keep me out of the way. And again, bless this study. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we are. Chapter 9, verse 1 says, For I consider all this in my heart, so that I could declare it all, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. People know neither love nor hatred by anything they see before them. All things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good, the clean, and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner. He who takes on an oath as he who fears an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that one thing happens to all. Truly the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil. Madness is in their hearts while they live and after they go to the dead. But for him who is joined to the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. And for the living know what they that they will die. But the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. Nevermore will they have a share in anything done under the sun. So go, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already accepted your works. Let your garment always be white, and let your head lack no oil. Live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life, which God has given you under the sun, all your days of vanity. For that is your portion in life and in the labor which you perform under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you're going. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding. 
nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. For man also does not know his time. Like fish taken in a cruel net, like birds caught in a snare, so the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. This wisdom I have also seen under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There is a little city with a few men in it, and a great king came against it, besieged it, and built great snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered what that remembered that same poor man. Then I said, Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of the ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but no, but one sinner destroys much good. Okay, again, addressing wisdom of the world. Now, he starts off, For I considered all this in my heart that I could declare it all, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of of God. People know neither love, which is favor, nor hatred, which is disfavor, by anything that they see before them. We are all, we are all dependent upon the wisdom of God. Okay. Verse two, all things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. As is the good, so is the thinner sinner. He who takes an oath as he who fears an oath. Again, one event happens to the righteous and the wicked. What event is that? Death. We all have our numbers, or we all have our days numbered, Death happens to all of us. We will not avoid that unless Jesus comes back. How about right now? That'd be okay. Now, verse three, this is an evil that is done under the sun that one thing happens to all. Truly the hearts of the sons of men are full of evil. Madness is in their hearts. Madness, irrational thinking, right? We all... We all run into that at time, a time or another, uh, irrational thinking. Um, <laughs> and I don't, yes, I do know how we can stay away from it. We can stay away from it by being in God's word daily. You know, that's what we're doing here tonight. We're in God's word so we can have rational instead of irrational thoughts. That's one of the benefits. It says, while they are alive and after that they go to the dead. Ah, both the evil and the righteous suffer the same fate. Okay. But for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope, not someone joined to the dead. For again, the living dog is better than a dead lion. Worldly wisdom that makes sense. Okay. Now, dead and living. I think in here, Solomon is talking about being alive in faith as opposed to those who are dead, who have no faith, who have no, there's a word back there, hope. 
They have no hope. They feel that as soon as they die, there's nothing left. Hmm. Verse 5, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. You know, here our hero Solomon is being very fatalistic uh, in his under-the-sun thinking. Um, he seems to be saying that after somebody dies, they're, they're never heard from again. There's no effect that they have on the world, no effect that they have on somebody else, and yet here we are studying a book that Solomon penned. Hmm. He's not here alive with us. So obviously, there you do have effect on those who are left behind. Okay. Now, verse 6, also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. Okay, speaking of those who die, nevermore will they have a share in anything done under the sun, okay? Their physical connection with the world has been terminated. Seven, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already accept, accepted your works. Okay, now here it is. Enjoy the gifts of God, whether they are few or whether they are many. Um, the Apostle Paul learned uh, to be content in whatever state. So we're going to look here at Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And this is something that I think is key for all of us, because we all go through tough times. It says, not that I speak in regard to need, chapter, I mean, verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Again, contentment's not getting what you want. It's wanting what you got. Okay. I know how to be, I know how to be abased. I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And here it is. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. There is the key through Christ. Verse 8, let your garments always be white and let your head lack no oil. Okay, Solomon's speaking of blessing over the people. And both of these things um, are symbols of joy and purity. Just think about it for a little bit. Having white garments in that day and age and in that environment had to be a lot of work. You know, uh, okay, if there's paving on the streets, you know, it, it was um, pavers, which obviously can hold things nicely, but for the most part, there, you know, obviously there was no sidewalks and all that kind of stuff going on. So keeping your white clothes, that's, that's quite a blessing he's speaking. Live joyfully with the wife whom you love, and I, I like this, all the days of your vain life. <laughs> which he has given you under the sun all the days of vanity, for that is your portion in life and in the labor which you perform under the sun. Okay, live joyfully with the wife whom you love. And again, with our hero Solomon having 700 wives and 300 concubines, that seems like something different. But here we go. Let's look in Ephesians 
We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, where it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's the kind of love that he's talking about here, uh, not the love that he experienced, more or less that he experienced with these 700 wives and 300 concubines. It says, live joyfully with the woman, the wife that you love. Um, that's something that you'll hear at weddings. Uh, remember, uh, women are asked to give up uh, their authority to the men, and men are asked to give up their lives. Hmm, that's something. That's 100%, 100% marriage. Now, verse 10 goes on to say, whatever your hands find to do, do it with, with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave. Where are you going? Remember the old Schlitz beer commercial? It, uh, let's just, it says, uh, you only go around once in life, so you've got to grab all the gusto you can. Remember that? I, I don't think Schlitz beers in, uh, in business anymore, but I actually remember those uh, commercials on TV. Man, you're probably like I am. Remember Ham Severe Refreshing and Go, Go, Go with Fault Staff. That's my beer. I'm trying to figure out why I saw these beer commercials. It's probably because Dad was watching football, and I guess uh, a lot of beer commercials going on at that time. Okay, but Charles Spurgeon puts it this way. No man ever served God by doing things tomorrow. Meaning, do today. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. All right? Verse 11, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, Kind of think of the tortoise and the hare thing, right? Nor the battle to the strong. Think about David and Goliath. Hmm. Nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Okay. David Guzik puts it this way. Solomon must have wondered if this, if this life is all there is. Remember that silly Peggy Lee song. Is that all there is, right? If this life is all there is, then why doesn't it make sense? Think about that. If this life is all there is, why doesn't it make sense? It's a good thing that this life isn't all there is. Hmm. Okay. Now, verse 12. For man also does not know his time, like fish taken in a cruel net. Like birds caught in a snare, so the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. Here's a Martin Luther quote. said, a fish snaps at the bait and swallows the hook. Birds confidently eat, pardon me, enter and eat with nothing further from their minds than a trap. And then suddenly they are captured. So it is when we have chosen something, something good and hope for it, we're deceived. And when it seems like some evil is impending, it is something good that is impending. Experience teaches us that human affairs are carried out not by our plans, but usually contrary to our plans. This is the source of the statement of luckless people. No, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Hmm. But a lot of times... 
When we see that, we say, hey, God's got a lot better plan than I do about this. Verse 13, this wisdom I have also seen under the sun, and it seemed great to me that there was a little city with a few men in it, and a great king came against it, besieged it, and built a great snares around it. Now there was found in, in it, in this little city, a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that same poor men. Okay, here it is. Men quickly forget, but God never does. He knows those who are his. Let's look at 2 Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, where it says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The Lord knows who are his. Okay, he has a book of remembrance before him that for those who fear the Lord. Let's look at Malachi. We're going to get back into the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 says, sure, I got it circled. There it is. Then spoke who feared the Lord, spoke, then, pardon me, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name, the book of life we have heard so much talked about in the book of Revelations. Okay, now, and their names are written in heaven. Let's go to New Testament. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 10, verse 20 says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's something for all to take, for all of us believers to take comfort in. All right. Now, then I said, Solomon speaking again, then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Going back to that poor guy that was in the small city, but this is what E.M. Zur says. The work of this poor man demonstrated that wisdom is worth more than riches. But what worth was not appreciated, but pardon me, but that worth was not appreciated for the, the people despised or belittled the wisdom of the poor man and thus rendered themselves unworthy of the favor. Uh, you know, the same thing also applies to uh, someone is looked upon as being too young or too old to know what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a time when we were putting a, an air-shifted Jericho transmission in Mike Ferguson's D-Gas Roadster. And what a beautiful piece of equipment this is. And we're trying to fit it in the chassis, and we're not having any success. All the apparatus for the air shifting, uh, it was hanging on the right-hand side, and there had to be tubes all for the roll cage and all. It just wouldn't fit. 
And we're thinking, oh, man, how can we do this? What, what can we do about it? And one young man who was working for us at the time, Justin Ming, says, why don't you guys just rotate it about, you know, about 30 degrees counterclockwise? And, of course, my reply was, you can't do that because the counter gear is not going to pick up the oil and splash it on the rest of the gears like it's supposed to. So we gave up for the evening, and Mike called over to Jericho Transmission the following day and asked them about it. And he said, why don't you just rotate it about 30 degrees counterclockwise? Okay. So I, I experienced stuff like that when I was younger, too, and it just showed me what an idiot you can be not listening to others on these things. And there it is. The poor guy, words weren't being heard. The young guy's words weren't being heard. Now, you also know, I don't know if you have experienced this or not, depending upon your age, uh, those of us who are uh, eligible for, for Social Security, sometimes people look at us like we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're talking about. Oh, let me show you that. Or some, some such nonsense like that. <laughs> I feel like saying, you know, I can read. <laughs> but anyway, this is what people do. And same thing happened in Solomon's time. Now, verse 17, words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of the rulers. Um, you know what? It's sad to say, but this continues going on today. You'll, I get caught up watching these darn reels on Faceplant where they're uh, interviewing college kids and they get these kids that are protesting and they're jumping up and down and they're yelling and, uh, and they don't give somebody who is trying to speak quietly and calmly the time of the day. I've also found that when somebody's yelling at you, if you return uh, the uh, conversation quietly and calmly, you can change the whole uh, the whole manner of the whole uh, conversation. You know, it, 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 I had that. I had that happen to me. I called up to a guy complaining about something, and he finally said calmly, "Willie, what would you like?" I said, well, I'd like this to be taken care of. And he says, well, that's what we'll do. <laughs> I didn't get over yelling, doing all of the yelling I had planned. Calmly, words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard, rather than shout of a ruler of fools. Verse 18, the last 18, being the last verse of this chapter, says, wisdom is better than the weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. W.J. Dean said this. It's a wonderful quote. Adam's sin infected the whole race of man. One sinner destroys much good. You know, when we rely on the wisdom of this world, solely on the wisdom of this world, the wisdom under the sun, uh, we can set ourselves up for all kind of disaster. And I think that's what Solomon is trying to communicate to us, what God is trying to communicate to us through this. Uh, but you know what? There is hope. There is hope. The hope is not in this world. The hope is not in the wisdom of this world. The hope we have is in Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. When we put our hope 
in him. As the old hymn would say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. When we have that hope, it wipes out all the wisdom of this world. And if there are people that are laughing at us because we don't follow the wisdom of this world, so be it. All right. Again, uh, questions, comments, or smart aleck remarks. Gromit the Wonder Dog is, is having a fun time this evening, as usual. And as you can see, we're back in the shop. It uh, It's certainly not having any snow outside, which is neat. Uh, but anyway, just for that, again, I'd like to thank you for uh, turning on this broadcast. And I pray that God bless you throughout this week and that the peace of God that transcends all understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.